0: The Tanya of Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Liadi taught by Rabbi Ben-Zion Krasniansky Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg
1: So the level of malchus, of communication, of speech which is the most external, superficial level of the higher world that manifests itself into the revelation, to the beginning, the spark of consciousness in the lower world, in the brain. The Chachma And then this idea of consciousness l- works its way through the 10th spirit till it reaches the level of communication, which is the most external, superficial level. And you communicate to others. So it creates all these entities, all these souls and angels and entities of this world, the world of Briya which is pure intellect. So what are these creatures of the world of Bria? Pure intellects. Angels that are pure, raw intellect. Souls, which are pure intellect, Penetrating understanding of reality, of life. That's the world of Bria. What's the beginning of consciousness of the world of Bria? What's the wisdom, understanding of knowledge, the divine wisdom, understanding and knowledge of the world, the world of Bria? The Holy of Holies, the center point of all of the life and all of the energy of the world of Bria, that's the world of Talmud. This is God's mind as it's manifests in the world of Talmud. The Talmud explains the reasons behind everything. In depth, the analysis, the penetrating understanding of the mitzvah of the Torah. And you have the lower world. You have the level of Malchus, the lowest level of consciousness, of the higher world, of creation, that becomes the crown, that becomes the subconscious. Of That's the source of the beginning of consciousness of the next level. So that becomes the... It manifests itself the Shekhinah of the higher world becomes the Shekhinah becomes, manifests itself in the brains of the world of Yitzhira, which is the beginning of consciousness of the world of Yitzira, of the formation, which is the Holy of Holies of the world of formation, which is the Mishnah, as the Divine, as the Torah, manifests itself in the Mishnah, which gives us right and wrong, kosher and not kosher, guilty and not guilty, obligated and not obligated, pure or impure, which is more the emotional, judgments of the world which is manifest in the world of formation and when this beginning spark of consciousness then works its way through to the lowest level of consciousness, the most external superficial level of consciousness of the world of formation which is its, its communication and its speech, that creates the multiplicity and all the angels and all the souls of the world of formation and all the creatures and entities of the world of formation and the same is true with the world of action The next level. at the level of subconscious, the most external level of the world of formation, that's the crown. And the subconscious for the next level. Because the distance between every world, the distance between the consciousness and subconscious, consciousness is one-sixtieth. That's all it is. One tip of the iceberg. What's going on beneath, there's so much more going on beneath. So the most external level of the higher world Like we learned early in chapter 13, the the legs of the higher world is greater than the brains of the lower world. Einstein's speech is deeper (laughs) than the students' thoughts. The teacher's most most external, superficial part, his point of contact with those outside of him, is is greater and superior and deeper than the most sparkling thoughts of the students on the lower level. Because there's no comparison. So the, su- the, the most external, superficial level of consciousness of the higher level becomes the subconscious and is concealed from the lower level. And that becomes the source of that becomes the source of the wisdom of the lower level. So that's the shrine The shrine manifests itself into the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of the world of action, which then, as it manifests itself, it works its way through to the level of communication of that world, that creates all the creatures and entities of this physical world. And what's the Holy of Holies of the world of action? That's the the Torah, the written Torah. Okay, but then he says here, we actually learned this last week we were just reviewing this point because we stopped at this point. He says that all the worlds receive their life and their sustenance and their existence from the world of from the level of God's speech and God's communication, of the world of emanation. But God's speech of the world of emanation the divine world, the divine world of emanation. So he says on the bottom of page 794 that the level of God's speech of the world of emanation clothes itself in God's speech of the world of creation. Which then manifests itself in the brains, in the mind, of the world of formation, in the lower world. So there are two questions here. Two obvious questions. One question is that he already said, if we said that in order to create the souls of the world of of creation, of the higher world, it's not enough that the divine energy manifests itself in the brains of the world of creation, but it has to trickle down into the world of communication, into the level of communication. And only then, and that's the source of all the different souls and angels and entities of the world of creation, surely, in order to create the, the entities of the world of formation, surely, you have to go through the level of speech and communication of the world of creation. Why does the al have to repeat it again <coughs> on the bottom page 794? By virtue of the clothing of Malchus of Atzillus, in Malchus of Berea, it then clothes itself in the shrine of Holy of Holies of Yetzidah of the Lower World, of the conscious level of the lower world, of the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of the beginning of consciousness of the lower world. And then the Chachmah binadas of Yetzida then enclothes itself in the communication, the lowest level of the world of formation, and that gives that creates all the different creatures and entities and souls and angels of the world of formation. And that's how the Shekhinah of Malchus, of the the level of God's communication, of the world of emanation, resides in every world. Because that energy encloses itself in the communication of the lower world, which that becomes the source of the consciousness of the next world. So, So, therefore... It's really the same energy, but the energy first encloses itself, and it goes through. It passes through the world of. It passes through the world of creation. But if we said that it has to pass through the world of creation in order to create the entities of the world of creation, surely it has to pass through the world of creation in order to create the entities of the world of of formation, the lower world. So why does he have to repeat it? It's question number one. Question number two. He's missing something. Because Al-Tarebi said, and explained in very great detail, that the way the process works is that the subconscious level of the higher world, the, the, the most external superficial level of the higher world, becomes the crown, the subconscious of the lower world. And that manifests itself in the beginning of consciousness of the lower world the Holy of Holies, the Shekhinah manifests itself in the brains of the, whole, of the, of the lower world. And from there, then the speech communic- communicates, takes this concept from the brain and brings it out and spells it out in great detail and with many words and letters and differentiates it until it creates, populates this whole world and creates this whole world of entities, of souls and angels. Here, when he says... That the level God's speech, the most external, superficial level of the consciousness of the world, of emanation, encloses itself in the communication of the level of, of the next world, of creation, which then manifests itself into the brains of the lower world, of the world of formation. But he skipped a step. Because first, The God's level of communication of the world of of emanation has to first enclose itself in the brains of the world of creation. And from there, it works its way towards the speech and words of the level of of creation, which then manifests itself in the brains of the lower worlds, in the beginning of consciousness of the lower worlds. Why did he skip? He omits this step. He says, Malchus of the communication the shechina of the level of Atsilas directly manifests itself into the speech and communication of the next world. What happened to the brains? It has to go through the brains. That's what we said. First, the energy is manifest in the brain. The brain senses the whole, and from the brains, every part of the body receives its energy. Here, he's going directly from the subconscious directly to the speech, missing the brain. What happened to the brain of the world of creation? So the Reb. This is what the Reb. This is the. Uh, Note this is what the Rebbe explains. He says two things. Firstly, regarding the first question, why does Alt Rebbe even have to repeat? Obviously, if in order to create the creatures and entities of the higher world, it first, the divine energy first has to manifest in the level of speech of that world surely in order to create the entities of the lower world surely it has to go through the level of communication of, of the higher world why does Al-Tarebbe have to repeat it? al so Rebbe says he's not repeating when he says that the level of the wisdom, understanding and knowledge has to manifest itself through the speech and communication in order to create the entities of that world of the higher world there, the, the energy encloses itself, but it's not hidden, it's not concealed. Because the creatures and entities of the higher world are much more spiritual than the entities and creatures of the lower world, And therefore they sense the divine a lot more. Instead of sensing the words and the letters, it's like the difference in th- thought and speech. You know, w- when, you, when you're lost in thought, you don't sense the words so much. What you sense more are the wo- are the, is the concept. You have words, you're thinking in words, but you don't sense the words because you're lost in the concept. It's like a fish in water. The fish is swallowed up in its source. The, s- the fish are part of the source. They, they, they can't live for a moment without the source. Thought, you also think with words. But when you think, you don't feel the words. You're you're lost in thought. You think you're you're absorbed in what's inside the words. It's more the concepts. And therefore, you're like swallowed up in the source. You're connected. That's why you can't stop thinking. Because your thoughts are connected to your soul. It's much more soulful. Versus when you speak. There, the words become much more prominent. Every word, every letter, you feel the words more than you feel the concept. But when you think, it's more internal. It's more you're thinking the concept, you're absorbed in the concept, versus the words. You can repeat words, you don't understand what's inside the words. But when you're thinking, you're more absorbed in, in the concept. So the creatures and entities of the world of creation, yes, they come about as a result of the words and letters of the communication, of the lowest level of consciousness of, of that world. But it, the, the idea, the wisdom, understanding and knowledge as it passes through the level of speech and communication, it, it's not such a big cover-up because what's prominent is not so much the words and letters, even when it goes through the words and letters and therefore it creates all these multitude of angels and souls. But these are angels and souls that that sense more the inside than than the external. They're swallowed up in their source. Versus when we say that the the divine energy wants to uh, manifest itself and create the level, the entities and creatures of the world of formation, which is like the world of speech, which is much more external. There, the concept has to really enclose itself in words. It has to go through a complete enclothing. It has to completely enclose itself in words. It has to go like a double enclothing in order to cover up the inside because there the words become much more prominent. When you speak, you sense the words more than you sense the inner content. So the words and letters take up a a much more independent entity. That's like the difference between fish who live in their, swallowed up in their source, versus mammals, creatures who live off the ground but they're separate from the ground. So, they, yes, they live off their source, but there's a separation. So, when you speak, what's, what's more, most prominent are the words and letters, not the inside content. You know, you read a, a newspaper, you, re, you read Chinese, you see the words and letters, you have no idea what's inside those words, those words and letters. So, what you see is you see the words. The words and letters take up a life of their own. And they cover up on what's inside. So, the energy the creatures and entities, the souls and angels of the world of formation are much more separated from the divine. The inner energy is much more covered up and concealed. So that's what Al-Turabi doesn't repeat. He's telling us that they have to go through a double enclothing, a much deeper enclothing, a much more... They have to hide and be concealed. So it has to go through the world, the energy of the divine energy of the world of emanation in order to reach, in order to... To bring to existence the, the entities and creatures of the world of formation, it has to go again through the level of speech and communication of the world of cre- creation, the higher world. But that, the word, those words and letters completely cover up and conceal on its inner light, and its inner energy, its inner content. And then that very constricted energy is manifest and becomes the consciousness of the level of formation, which then, through the level of speech and communication, of the world of formation brings about all these entities that are, feel separate. They're not like fish and water. They're much more disconnected from their source, much more disconnected from the divine, than the creatures and entities of the higher world. So that explains the first part. <laughs> The second part, the second why he skips the, that the divine energy of the world of emanation has to go through the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, the first beginning of awareness, the beginning of consciousness, of the next level, of the world of creation. Instead, he, goes, he says it goes directly to the world, to the speech of the world of creation. He omits that link of the brain. Is because when he says... That the energy passes through there are two different ways how energy can pass through you could be like a just pass through but leaves no impression on the uh, on the vehicle and the medium like a tape recorder tape recorder tape could repeat exactly what you said is exactly what it'll deliver but it, it hasn't absorbed the concept it's like when you write a concept do your fingers suddenly understand, do your fingers understand the concept? No. But all these brilliance is passing through your finger. These brilliant ideas are passing through your finger. But your finger is just, a con- it's just passing through. It leaves no impression on your finger. Your finger doesn't become wiser. Your finger suddenly doesn't become understanding. A person who writes all his life, you think the finger becomes understanding? The finger, doesn't, the finger is just passing through. These ideas pass through the finger. He doesn't understand a word. He's just repeating So you can have passing through like a tape recorder. It leaves no impression on you. It just passes through. But then you have passing through. Like when it passes through your brain. You understand it. You digest it. You absorb it. And then you communicate it. So we have a concept in the Talmud of an intermediate. The teacher would teach but the teacher was too brilliant and you know the students couldn't relate to the teacher. So they had a maturgament, an intermediate who would absorb, he could relate to the teacher, he could understand the concept. Then he can digest it in his own mind, make sense of it in his own mind, and then he can communicate this concept to the whole congregation. Because they can understand him, they can not understand the teacher. So it's the teacher's concept and it's passing through the meturgamon, the interpreter. But it's passing through him. He absorbs it. He condenses it. He digests it. And he finds the way to explain it in a way that they could understand. So you're getting the concept, but it's, it's, the concept is a little diluted in the process. The concept is a little compressed, diluted, digested. It's not the same, with the same intensity as when the teacher is teaching it. Because the students can't Take it directly from the teacher. So this is a, when it's passing through and it becomes part of the one who's passing through. This is the famous classical argument in Maimonides and Nachmanides in the temple. God's Shekhinah rested in the temple. So that's the argument. Whether the temple was just like the finger like the brilliance passed through the finger, and the finger transmits this brilliance, but the finger has no clue. The finger is not understanding. The finger doesn't become a brain. So the temple was just a physical temple was just a pass through, for God to pass through His holiness, manifest His holiness, and or by Maneri's opinion is no, the temple actually absorbed God's holiness. So, you have two different levels. Now, the Rebbe is saying here, in order to create the souls and the angels and the entities of the world of creation, there, the divine speech of the higher world, of the world of emanation, has to first pass through. Not like a finger. has to first be absorbed. In the, in the beginning of consciousness of the lower world, in the brains of the lower world. And once it digests and it internalizes it and absorbs, then it passes through to the, and it could communicate this concept. And that, that creates all these entities, which has the imprint of the world of creation pure intellect, pure souls, pure angels. But, In order to create the entities and the angels and the souls of the lower world, the world of formation, yes, the energy has to pass through the brains. But this is more like a finger. It doesn't have to be absorbed by that world because the end result is not that world. The end result is just passing through in order to get to the next world. So therefore, the energy just passes through the brains of the higher world like a finger it just transmits that energy. Because that's the channel. In order to get from the uh, speech and communication of the world of emanation, it has to go through the process. The channel first has to go through the brains, the first level of consciousness of the next world. And then from there it's processed all the way down to the level of speech of that world of communication. And that becomes a subconscious and then that manifests itself in the beginning of consciousness of the next world. So it has to pass through. But... In this case, since the end result, the end goal is here to create the entities and the souls and angels of the lower world, the world of formation, these emotional uh, angels, therefore it, it, it just passes through like, like a finger. It doesn't remain in the world of creation. It doesn't have to take upon itself the properties of the world of, of, of creation. It just has to pass through, transmit it, like the finger transmits the brain. It doesn't stay in the finger. It just passes through from the brain straight to the paper. So too, it just passes through without, without becoming changed or affected by the world of, of creation. Therefore, it doesn't really have to be absorbed in the level of brains of the world of, of creation. So it goes right, it just passes through like the finger transmits the brilliant concept to the papers and passes it through to the level of communication of the world of creation, which then manifests itself to the world of formation, which is the world of God's emotions, and then, that, then it does have to go through the brains of the world of formation, and then it manifests itself into the world, into the communication, and communicates. And then you get all the souls and angels of the world of formation—pure love, pure awe, you know, pure emotions. So that's why the Alter Rebbe emits mentioning the step of it passing through, this energy passing through the brains of the world of creation, it says it goes straight to the communication, the lowest level, most external, superficial level of the world of creation. Because yes, it does pass through the the brains, but it's it's like the finger. It doesn't, doesn't stay to take upon itself, to be affected and to take upon itself the characteristics of that world, because it's the divine energy that's passing through in order to give birth, in order to create, to sustain a whole different world a lower world the world of emotions the world of
0: and that only works uh, through for, um, creation to formation from formation right. to ASEA. It's same, same concept
1: it, same concept it passes through so he'll admit it, it same admit concept it. so then it will well, just then, then it'll it will be it like a thing, thing. it will just pass through and then it will like it will like stop at the, at the uh, communication of the world of formation which then manifests itself into the brains of the world of action The same process of all of these worlds. Okay. (laughs) I know these are very complicated. uh Oh, boy. Who would like to read the note?
0: The Rebbe Shlita provides an additional answer, which because of its complexity, will be presented in capsule form. There are two manners in which the Shina, the Mahud of may clothe itself in the Mahut of every world. The actual manner in which it vests itself depends on its goal. When the vestment takes place, in order to create creatures of that world itself, for example, when the svinah vests itself in the Mahut of Bria, in order to create angels and souls of the world of Bria, then the svinah first clothes itself in the kabad of that world. Only after vesting itself, there will, there will it clothe itself in mahkut. In such a situation, the prior vestment in Chabad is indispensable, just as in the analogy of, of body and soul. The vitality of all parts of the body derives from the brain, Chabad. However, when the Shefina vests itself in the Mahut of a lower world, not for the sake of the world itself, but only in order to be able to descend into an even lower world, for example, when ma'kut of Atsilu vests itself in ma'kut of Bria, in order to be later able to vest itself in the ma'kut of Yutira, then the vestment is direct. The Shkina descends directly into the ma'kut of the lower world. Even if it were argued that in this instance, too, there must be some matter of prior vestment in Chabad of that world, still in the subsequent vestment of the Shkina in Mahfut, no real effect of the prior vestment in Chabad is felt. At any rate, this lesser effect is present only to the degree necessary to enable the Shkina to clothe itself in Mahfut of the lower world. This is why when the altar Rebbe begins discussing the world of Yetzirah, he first says, by virtue of the clothing of Malkud of Atsilu in Malkud of Bria, this he does in order to emphasize that the vestment of Dershtina in Malkud of Bria is a direct, or at least a more direct, vestment since
1: it is not for the sake of Briya itself, but rather for the sake of It says when a Jew studies Torah, so although you're speaking words of Torah, you're communicating, you're using your mouth, your lips, you're speaking words of Torah, using words, but the highest level of learning Torah is when you reach a level where it's not even you speaking. It's like Hashem is speaking. You're just repeating the words of Hashem. So yes, you're saying the you're using words of Torah, whether it's words of the Mishnah, whether it's words of the Talmud, or whether it's words of the five books of the Torah. But you reach a point where it's not you speaking, it's Hashem is speaking, it's Hashem's words. Hashem is speaking the Torah. It's Hashem's words. So Yes, it's words, but these words are rooted directly to the level of God's speech, Malchus of It's just passing through. It's just I'm saying these words, but it's not. It's not me speaking. It's a divine. It's purely divine. It's Hashem's words. And I'm just. I'm just like a repeating. So it, it goes directly to its source, without being diluted by the fact that i am a human being and i'm speaking because it's the exact same words it's hashem's words so it's like passing through me but it's really hashem himself that's really speaking so even though it's the most external superficial level and yet it's like a direct dispatch from hashem that's why it says in the Jews study story you have to study it with trembling just like the Jews trembled when they stood at Sinai. How can you tell the Jew to tremble when he's studying Torah? I'm not at Sinai. Where's the thunder? Where's the lightning? Where's the light and sound show? I'm studying Torah alone. I'm studying today. But when you realize that you're saying words, but these words are Hashem's words, and you're just like, it's Hashem speaking. See, even though you are on the most external human level, I'm just studying Torah, I understand the Torah, I'm saying the words. But when you realize that this is really the level of Malchus Tazilus, it's God's speech and God's communication, the word of Hashem, the words of Torah, the words of Hashem, and that despite it passing through all these different, but it's really the same words of Hashem, it's the same divine, infinite wisdom, and I'm just repeating it, and it's really Hashem speaking, then you have the same level of holiness. That was present at Mount Sinai, present right here and now, today, Im- immediately, me, now, here, now. And then your speaking becomes Hashem, Hashem, Hashem speaking. Okay, so now we did a note. Let's, let's skip where we were last week, page 798. That he basically said that the world of creation, that's where the divine wisdom manifests. That's why the Talmud studies in-depth analysis and in-depth penetrating understanding of every concept. One paragraph in the Mishnah becomes pages and pages in the Talmud trying to understand it in depth versus the Mishnah which is more like the, the bottom line, the halacha right, wrong, guilty, not guilty kosher, not kosher, obligated not obligated, pure, impure so this is more the, um, the emotional attributes the judgment Right, left, conservative, liberal. Permissible or not permissible. Could we elevate it or can't we elevate it? Are we going to distance it? Are we going to reject it? Or are we going to bring it closer to holiness by making it kosher and saying it could be elevated? Or are we going to reject it and say no? So we make a judgment. So these are all the emotional attributes of Hashem. Elsewhere it's explained, and the same is true in the world of action. The world of action corresponds to the written books of the Torah, which also is more action, stories. It's more the and as is explained elsewhere and as he says now every word in the Torah is divine it's infinite it's not that the Torah, since the Torah went through these transmutations and went through the world of creation formation and creation and action that suddenly the Torah lost any of its, uh, its infinite essence no, it's divine and godly and on the contrary, the truth is the five books of Moses are holier than the mission, the mission is holier than the Talmud, why? If we said that the Talmud is the higher world, the world of creation, the world of pure intellect, and the Mishnah is the world of emotion, of judgment, of emotions, this way, right, left, and the five books of Moses is the world of actions, how can we say, why is it that the the five books of Moshe, the written Torah, is holier than the Mishnah, and the Mishnah is holier than the time? And the Torah that corresponds to the world of emanation, that's the Kabbalah, the Divine talks openly about the divine about the infinite so why is it so the answer is on the contrary as al explains elsewhere because something that's greater could lower itself to a much lower level only the master could explain things clearly and simply to a five year old child so because the written Torah is the holiest that's why it's not limited to the world of emanation creation, formation it could even manifest itself on the simplest level that even a five-year-old child could understand versus the language and the structure and the whole world of creation that's a much more limited club not everyone has the mind and the brain for the Talmud so it's a much more narrow much more limited And the reason is, it can't lower itself to a lower level. It's because it's also limited. It doesn't have the same power of this written Torah, which has the power to lower itself and to manifest itself, even on a simple level, and even to be written on Torah on a parchment. That takes a tremendous strength. The same thing as the Mishnah. The reason why the Mishnah is able to reach a a lower level, a 10-year-old child, versus the Talmud, which is made for a 15-year-old, is because the Mishnah is much holier. It's much more profound, therefore, its reach is also much, much greater. And then you have the world of Kabbalah, which is even narrower, even more limited. Even the Talmudic rabbis couldn't access the world of the Kabbalah; only a select few, because that's the world of of emanation. So it's really the contrary. Whatever is greater can really manifest itself lower. So the fact that the Torah could lower itself to the level of the Five Books of Moses—that's the holiest. That's the greatest and the next level, the Mishnah, the next level is the Talmud. Okay, so we we left off, page 798, the second paragraph, and all this, and
2: all this, both the Mishnah and Talmud is according to the supernal Chachma of Etzilah, and Bina and Dat are comprised in it. And they, the Mishnah and the Talmud, and the illumination of Chabad and Midot found in them. Are united with the blessed Ein Sof, for in all of them are clothed habad of Atsiwa, with which the light of the blessed Ein Sof is united in perfect union. Thus, when the Shekhinah encloses itself in the shrine of the Holy of Holies of the World of Yitzira, and thereafter in Malchot of Yitzira, that part of the Torah which is called the Mishnah is drawn down. This being the receptacle for the light of the Shekhinah, as it is revealed in the world of Yetzirah.
1: So the Mishnah is, the, is able to receive this light, and, but this light originates in the divine wisdom of the highest world, the divine world, the world of emanation. So every word, every letter in the Torah is really infinite. It's part of Hashem's infinite wisdom. But it manifests itself in the world of formation through the language of the Mishnah. It manifests itself in the world of creation through the language of the Talmud. It manifests itself in the world of emanation through the language of Kabbalah. It manifests itself in the world of creation through the language of the Torah, the written Torah. And this is the receptacle for the light. This is the receptacle for the energy of that entire world. So where does every world get its energy from? It's only through the Torah. Because the Torah is the brain. The Torah is the receptacle. The Torah is the one where God's energy is able to be manifest. And from there, just like from the the human being, from the brain, every organ receives its life force, its sustenance. So too, it's only from the Torah of that world from the Holy of Holies of that world that every entity every creature receives its life and sustenance so the whole world relies on the Torah receives its life from the Torah Its it, life depends on the Torah the Torah is not just a book it's in shelves the Torah the whole very being and existence everything every idea every concept every entity every creature everything receives its very being and identity and definition and character everything it receives From the Torah. The Torah is the dynamic receptacle of God's Shechina, of God's life force. And because God is manifest in the Torah, in the Holy of Holies, and that's the center of the whole world, that's why it's holy. That's the Shechina. And from there, every entity receives its sustenance. So when you study Torah, you are in the driver's seat. You are in the command and control of the whole world. You have the whole world at your fingertips. The Talmudic masters, the Torah masters, the Torah rabbis, they were masters of the universe. Because the whole universe depended on their Torah. Depend on their Torah. When they study Torah, that's the receptacle for the divine energy, which flows. And is constantly flowing. And it's only because they have that receptacle, and from there the brain is healthy. The brain is healthy. Then from there it flows, all the energy to the, each individual organ flows. So they knew how their whole life and sustenance depends on the Torah. There'll be lines out the block. They'll be giving billions of dollars to support the Torah because their very life depends on it, their very being, their very existence. People have how ironic people have no time to study Torah. <laughs> You're worried, you you're busy making a living. But this, this is Torah, this is the source of your living, of your life, of your existence. This is your whole being, your whole sustenance. Torah is, this is the Shekhinah, this is the receptacle for the divine life and divine energy that's constantly creating and sustaining you. So you have no time, for, this is your brain, this is your source, this is your energy, this is your life force, this is your existence, this is the flow. So these three chapters change your whole understanding, your whole outlook of proper perspective, how we have to look at Torah. Not just something in the shelf, something incidental, a nice hobby, some interesting information. Torah is not just interesting information. Torah is the center of your existence, the center of your being, of all existence. This is the receptacle to receive the divine energy by studying Torah and every world. Because in order to sustain the energy of each and every world, and existence of each and every world, that's why you have to study Mishnah, that's why you have to study Talmud, that's why you have to study Kabbalah, that's why you have to study, study the written Torah, the Tanakh. You have to study each and every one of them, to sustain each and every level of existence. Everyone according to their capacity. there are those that have a capacity to study Talmud, they have to study Talmud, so those who have the capacity to study Mishnah have to study Mishnah. Those who have the capacity to study the Tanakh, you have to study the five books of Moses and the prophets. Those who have the ability to study Kabbalah have to study the Kabbalah. And within each and every person itself, you have different levels as you mature, as it says in the Mishnah. When you're five years old, you have the capacity to study the, the Torah, the five books of Moses and the Tanakh. It's the writings. Then when, as you mature and you develop, when you grow into the level of 10 years old, then you're ready to study the, the Mishnah and then the Mitzvot. And when you're 15, then you're ready to really study the Talmud. So these are all different levels. But everyone, the whole universe, depends on your studying Torah, And a Jew has to realize that. But the whole universe depends on you. And you're studying the Torah. In the same manner that the Shrina first closed itself in the level of Malchut
2: of Yetrera, the Shrina then descended and clothed itself in the shrine of the Holy of Holy The
1: same process as he described the great detail earlier. The world of creation and the world of formation. The same is true of the world of action that the, the, uh, the lowest level of the higher world, which is the world of formation, becomes the crown and the subconscious of the lower level, of the beginning, the highest level of the lower level, the world of action. That becomes the brain, the center, the holy of holies of the world of action, which then is brought down to the level of communication, the lowest level of consciousness of the world of action, which gives, which creates all the creatures and entities and beings and souls of the world of action,
2: and each of these three worlds, Beria, Yetzirah, and Asiya, is subdivided into m- m- my- myriad of gradation, which are also called particular worlds.
1: So there are general worlds, the three general worlds. We divide it in general into three different... You have the world, four worlds, the world of emanation. But that's the divine world. But the beginning of creation is basically divided into three parts, like thought, speech, and action. But within each world, you have so many different levels and levels of consciousness and different worlds. So the truth is you have myriads and so many different worlds. But each world has like its own... Structure, And that's the structure of every world. You have the beginning of the consciousness of that world, and you have the lowest level of that world, the communication, the level of communication of that world. And what's the source of that world? The source, the beginning of consciousness, the spark of consciousness of that world is rooted in the higher world. So the lowest level of the higher world, that's the subconsciousness of the lower world. And from there is manifest and is revealed in the lower world, and then it works its way through till the lowest level of that world, which then becomes the subconscious to the next world, because the next world of consciousness, lower than that, is like one-sixtieth, one little fraction of the lowest level of the higher world. So it's, it's a constant chain reaction, there's infinite myriads, multitude amount of different levels and worlds, It just generally have three categories but there are many, many more. Just like in general we say you have the higher level of Gan Eden, you have the lower level of Gan Eden, of the Garden of Eden of the world to come. But that's just in general, as we learned earlier. Uh, details specifically you have mirades and mirades of different levels, and levels and levels. Just like you have, you have almost infinite stars. You have so many different worlds and levels, mm-hmm. you know, one higher than the other, and one, you know, it's like a chain. Just, just, so each world, this is the process. This is how it works. Not to the local
3: level of Venus, but a the level of B. Moreover, to the level above- of C. Encloses itself in the shrine of
2: the Holy of Holies, beneath the Kabbalah, which is in the world below it.
1: Specifies here that three different levels. The process, like uh, the process of a teacher ste- teaching a student, so you have three different levels. First. The teacher, on his own level, he can't communicate it. It's not communicable. He can't even communicate it to his own student. So the the teacher has to find within himself the most external, superficial part within himself that he can communicate to his students. So that's the first level. He enclosed himself in the level of malchus, in the level of communication, the lowest, most external, superficial level that he can communicate to a student who's outside of him, who's on a completely different level than him. But even that's too intense. Even that, his most external superficial level, is too brilliant, is too dazzling for the student. So he has to take that and he has to, he has to descend. He has to get into the brain of a student after he reaches his most superficial external level on his own, it's still his own level. Even his most external superficial level is like the subconscious compared to a student. It's too dazzling for a student. The student will simply be overwhelmed. So he has to descend. He has to find language. He has to descend into the world, into the realm of a student, and find a language, and, and parables and symbols, language that he can communicate that a student will know what he's talking about. And then you have the third level, when it encloses itself, when the student actually receives it, when the student receives it and digests it and absorbs it, again he takes this concept and further, you know, dilutes it even more. So you have this progression: how this this light, this dazzling light, suddenly becomes enclosed and descends, and and until it reaches the actual world, till it's received by the consciousness of the lower world. The light is, is very hidden and concealed, and it's, it's, it's not the same light. It's not the same... doesn't have the same... So that's the level. That's the process. How do you get from here to there? You have to repeat the same process. Every world, every every time you have this huge gap in one and the other, like this huge gap in the teacher and the student, the teacher's speech, the most external, superficial level, is thought. The highest level of the student it Is is... is like a, a, a stunning revelation for the student, <laughs> the teacher's most superficial level for the student is the most stunning revelation, and so there's such a huge gap between this world and that world. So every time you have to go through this procedure, there has to be the, this this three-step, this three-step dance to get from here to there to be able to communicate this energy from this world and bring it down into the lower realm, and this repeats itself each and every level, each and every world.
0: Malchut of a and it is enclosed in Malchut of a world
1: of higher rank, descending in the Kabbatah of a world of a lesser rank.
3: This will enable us to understand the wording of the verse: "Your kingdom is the kingdom of all worlds."
1: We say it every morning in the prayers, from Psalms, Psalm 145, from Ashrei till the David. Malchuska, Lamed.
3: The text seems to imply that there is one level of kingship. Called your kingdom, and another level of kingship known as the kingdom of all the worlds. The Ate Rebbe therefore explains that the verse is telling us that your kingdom is the innermost aspect of the kingdom of the worlds. Within them all is enclosed your kingdom.
1: Malchus of So, Malchus Kolilamim, you have many, many worlds. But in that Malchus of every world, ultimately, What do you have? They're all communicating. But ultimately, what are they all communicating? Malchuscha. The divine energy of the highest world. Of the divine world. Of the world of emanation. But it's the divine energy as it encloses itself, as it conceals itself and encloses itself in the level of that world in order to create the creatures of that world and then from there it descends into the next world and from there it descends into the next world but ultimately it's all the original divine energy as he's going to say God created the world with ten utterances it says in the beginning in the Torah ten utterances are the level of the world of emanation the, the divine utterances But it's these divine utterances as they create all the different worlds. So these divine utterances created the angels, created the souls, created the world of creation, the spiritual world of creation. And then it created the low world of formation. And then ultimately created this world of action. So it's the, the same divine utterance, but as the divine utterance encloses itself in that world, and therefore it gives shape and form and creates that world, the creatures of that world. Consciousness of that world. You have all these different levels of consciousness and it, it raids different levels of worlds and consciousness and the creatures that inhabit those consciousness, those worlds. So it's the divine speech, the same malchuscha, your kingdom, your speech, your divine speech, that's actually, that's the energy that gives a force and, and is communicating through all the different levels of communication and kingdom and of all these different worlds and realms.
3: It is from the Shvina, which is closed in the sign of the Holy College and every general of particular world that light and vitality are extended and diffused to that whole world and the creatures contained therein, the soul, angels, and so forth. The last phrase refers to the other beings of each world such as the Hechalot. They all receive light and vitality from the Shechina as it is enclosed in the shrine of the Holy of Holies of that particular world. For they were all created by the ten divine utterances of creation, this being God's speech, which is termed the Shechina. Divine speech revealed that that which was previously concealed. This is also the purpose of the Shechina, revealing to the world a light which is essentially higher than the world. Therefore, Malchut of Atzilut, which is termed the Shekhinah, and which is God's speech as revealed in the Ten Divine utterances of Creation, is the level from which life and vitality are drawn down and revealed to all worlds and created beings. And all this is accomplished through Torah. For Torah is the shrine of the Holy of Holies in which the Shekhinah first resides in every world. Thus, as mentioned earlier, it serves as a garment to the Shekhinah.
1: The ten utterances with which God creates the world. God creates all of the worlds through the, uh, through the ten utterances. This is the divine energy that creates, brings all of existence and sustains all of existence. So when he said that the idea of the Shekhinah, he's coming back to the original question, the idea of the Shekhinah, if God is everywhere, what do you mean the Shekhinah? Of course God is everywhere. But where does it originate? Where does it all originate? Where does it all manifest? Just like in the human being. First it originates in the mind. And from there, every organ receives its individual sustenance. So too, where does all existence and all energy and life force which is all divine. But where does it all originate? It originates in the Shechina, which is God's speech, which is God's speech in the Torah, which is the Torah. That's where God is manifest. So when God is manifest first in the Torah, it's all the energy of all existence first manifests itself in the Torah. From the Torah, everything receives its existence. So the Torah is the origin and the source and the life force and the sustenance of all of existence so Torah's relationship to the world to all of existence Torah is primary Torah is the source Torah is the point the focal point the center where it all comes together it's the unifying point Torah brings it all together and from the Torah everything comes into existence let me say the Torah in that sense like from the first letter of the Torah no? because Hashem looked into the Torah To create the world. So you're saying it's before manifestation of Hashem's... But it says through His speech. Through His speech. Because, yes, the Torah originates in the wisdom. Like he said, the Shechina first manifests itself in the brain. But then it works its way through to speech and communication. And that speech and communication, which communicates the original thought in the brain, that becomes, that manifests itself into the next level of consciousness. That becomes the source of the next world, which becomes the source of all the creatures of that world. And then, through the speech of that world, it brings all, all of the entities of that world. And then, that, that becomes the source of the level of consciousness of the next world. So it's the same, it's, that's the source of the energy. So it's the divine energy which is the brain which is the wisdom but it also is manifest in speech because that's where that's where it becomes manifest oh, that when like it speaks in the brain it's right like the no, the brain. No, when you speak that, that's when you reveal speech without speech there's no creation just like you don't you don't need speech for yourself speech is only to, to speak to someone outside of you so god speaks creation bringing anything into existence is really speech if there's no speech there's no one to talk to. There's no creation. There's no one besides me. God just thinks for himself. There's no so creation begins with speech. Malchus, kingdom. You can't be a king over yourself. Kingdom is your relationship to those outside of you. Everything else characterizes yourself. You love, you hate, it's you. It's, it's a, your characteristic traits. Kingdom is exclusively in someone else. If there's no one around... There's no sense of kingdom. Who are you king over? So the whole idea of kingdom, of speech, is something outside of you. It reveals something from within. It reveals to the outsider. So speech is not independent. Speech is the lowest level of consciousness, which reveals the highest level. You speak, you're you're revealing what, what you're thinking. You're revealing what you're feeling. But who are you revealing it to? To someone else, outside of you. So speech is the communication. Speech is the is what creates, is the connection to something outside of you. So that's the level of Shekhinah. Shekhinah means God's manifestation, God's revelation, to reveal something from within, but to reveal it to something outside. So it takes this energy, this divine energy, and brings it to the lower level, to the next level, to a, a lower level. And that becomes the, the beginning of consciousness, the higher level of, of the lower level. And then it continues to manifest itself into the speech of that world and then it further communicates it and it creates all the creatures of that world and then it becomes manifest into the consciousness and revelation of the next level. The and then,
2: Torah is the highest level of this world.
1: Yes, of every, world. The, of the every ce- world. the center, every world, no matter what level you're at, if you want to get to the center of that world, if you want to get to the the point, the whole point of that world, it's through the Torah. It's only when in the Torah that that light and that purpose, like Jeff said, and that point is revealed. It all comes together, and now you understand what this is all about. Without the Torah, it's like you're missing the whole point. It's a lot of sound, a lot of fury, signifying nothing. It's all discombobulated, disconnected, a lot of words and words and words and but meaning nothing, signifying nothing what brings it all together is the Torah so every world every level if you really want to get to the center of that world the holiness of that world the divine manifestation of that world the unity of that world purpose that's through the Torah so the Torah, every world has the level of Torah of that world that's like the emes of that world. That's the point of that world. That's the center that brings it all together. But
2: it's the same Torah that It's the have. same
1: Torah, but it's the same Torah as it's communicated and revealed and manifested in that world. Every world has its center, as its point, as its emes. It's the same Torah, it's the same Divine Torah, it's the same Infinite Wisdom. But it's the same Divine Torah as it's manifest and explained in that world. So that's why every part, portion of Torah has its own rules and laws. When you study Talmud, you have to explain it in the world of Talmud. When you study Talmud, you can't explain Talmud according to Kabbalah. I mean, you study Talmud, it has to make sense according to the rules and laws of Talmud. It has to fit and it has to make sense according to the world of Talmud, in the rules and laws of Talmud. It has to make sense. And the world of Mishnah it has its own rules and laws. It has to make sense in the logic and the world of Mishnah. When you're studying, the Torah, the five books of Moshe Pshat, simple, also has its own rules it has to make sense in the world of Pshat you know if it makes sense in a higher realm but it doesn't make sense in this world every world, every level you're at you have the Torah the Torah is the truth of that level it's the divine manifestation in that level how you get to the center, you get to the point you get to the truth on that level and that's only through the Torah without the Torah it's impossible because the Torah is the life source the Torah is, is, where, is the vessel to receive the manifestation of the divine life force for that whole world without the Torah it's all disconnected it's all compartmentalized fragmented it's fragments you don't, it doesn't all come together the Torah is what brings it all together at every level so whatever level you're going to go at whether you're the level of the brain the level of the heart the level of action all different levels. There's the truth. There's the Holy of Holies. There's the center point. There's the manifestation, the revelation of the Divine. But who, re- who reveals the Divine? Torah reveals the Divine. Creation, creatures don't reveal the Divine. They conceal in the Divine. But who reveals the Divine? What communicates the, re- the, the, the Divine? What is the receptacle for the Divine? The Shechina? the Torah so the Torah is the revelation of the Divine so to reveal the Divine in the world of creation study Talmud it is to reveal the, div- the World of Brains of Mind, Pure Intellect it's study Talmud to reveal the Divine in the world of Formation, of Emotion the Mission to reveal the Divine in the world of Action it's the Tanakh the Bible so Depending on every world, you have the revelation of that world.
2: Why is the some parts of the Torah less accessible like Kabbalah?
1: Because you have to be on that level. But everyone is on the level of action, and everyone could relate to the Torah. So much so, it's the only part of the Torah that even if you don't understand what you're reading...
2: It makes
1: sense. You can make a blessing. You have to make a blessing. That's why everyone is called up to the Torah. You think everyone is called up to the Torah knows what they're reading? If you study Talmud, if you wake up in the morning and you've studied Talmud we you have no clue what you're reading, you're not allowed to make a blessing. That's not, called, that's not called learning Torah. Learning Torah means understanding Torah. If you don't understand it, you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah of studying Torah. The one exception is reading the five books of Moses. If you read and you have no idea what you're reading, you fulfill the So that's applicable to everyone. Everyone, everyone could understand. Everyone could relate to. Everyone could connect with that lesson.
2: Written like for a child, it's
1: written for a child. But that's that's why it's really the greatest, because the fact that it can reach everyone. That's why the simplest is really the deepest. Simple shat is applicable to everyone. It's universal. And that's why it's really the deepest. So if you really want to understand something, if you can take it and you can apply it in the most universal way, you know that that's the deepest and the truest and the most profound. When, when it remains like a very narrow subject and it's only of interest to a very narrow group and you can't relate it to life, to the universal that everyone could relate to it in a very universal way, it's because your understanding is very limited. You're limited to a very narrow uh, bandwidth. This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya
0: project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com.